0: Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media, Internet Broadcast Network.
1: You're listening to Linux in the Hound Shack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now here are your hosts, Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD.
2: Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Ham Shack. And this is episode number 272. I am Russ, K5TUX.
0: I'm Cheryl, W5MOO. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All
2: right, very good. And this is the weekender edition of Linux in the Ham Shack, where we talk about upcoming contests, Linux distributions, special events, just general items of amateur radio and open source interest, and hedonism. It's our favorite time of the year, every week. Well, every other week. Anyway,
3: um,
2: yeah, so let's just dive right in and talk about some amateur radio contests that are coming up. Uh, We have a few that are coming up this next week and then the one afterwards, and uh, Bill's going to tell us all about those.
3: Yeah, so we got uh, some contests this weekend. We got the big uh, ARRL International DX contest, the CW edition. It starts at 00 Zulu on uh, February 16th and runs to 2400 Zulu on February 17th. And, of course, it's 160 through 10, no work bands, and, of course, CW only. So, uh, yeah, hopefully the bands will cooperate, and you'll be able to work some DX and uh, get them in the log. Also, along with that, we have a, a digital contest, if you feel like doing a little, little digital. Uh, the Russian PSK Worldwide contest runs this weekend from twelve hundred Zulu, uh, Zulu on February sixteenth to eleven fifty nine Zulu on February seventeenth. It also is one sixty through ten meters with uh, no work band, and the modes that they're allowing for this is uh, BPSK thirty one, BPSK sixty three, and BPSK one twenty five. And my dog is behind me staring at me for some reason
0: (laughs) (laughs) do
3: you you have the kibble (laughs) yeah uh, big old stupid greyhound anyway (laughs) so uh, yeah yeah check out that uh, that PSK contest if you want to do some uh, PSK Um, and that's all I found for this weekend that that popped the radar Uh, next weekend we have the big CQ160 contest and that's a single sideband on 160 so not, not not like the others the others i think are mostly CW on 160 but uh, yeah if you want to get out and do some voice on 160 on top band this is the uh, next weekend would be the time to do it it's starting at uh, 2200 Zulu on February 22nd and running to 2200 Zulu on February 30 oh sorry 24th Thirty fourth. Oh, that'd be funny.
0: <laughs> anyway,
3: yeah. If you're single op, you can run it for thirty hours, and if you're multi op, you can run it for forty hours. So, uh, yeah, I don't think one sixty's open during the day, but you know, you might be able to get a little uh, close in contacts and stuff like that. We're still in winter here, so the bands are somewhat quiet in the evenings. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, mean, I would be really hard fetched to. <laughs> to run twenty four hours a day on that contest <laughs> that, that's a good one just to you know sleep during the daytime anyway <laughs> uh also next weekend we have the big uh big uh the north america qso party the n a q p uh riddy edition and it's running from eighteen hundred zulu on february twenty third to five fifty nine zulu on february twenty fourth and that's eighty through ten no work bands and no top band and it's riddy only just like i like my contests riddy contests you know riddy. Is the only Ridi that you have in Riddy only contest? <laughs> no FTA. What? No FTA. Oh, no to spoil the party. <laughs> um, and alongside the NAQP, which of course you know they run, uh, they run the NAQP uh, for three weekends twice a year. So you get the sideband, the CW, the Riddy edition, and then you get it again uh, 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 towards the end of the year. Um, the, this time they're also running that uh, that North America Collegiate Championship. Uh, is also running right alongside the NAQP. Uh, it overlays the NAQP contest with the log submitted uh, using the uh, NAQP M-2 category. So check out the rule differences there if you're a, co- a collegiate uh, station. But uh, you, you're going to play right along with the NAQP, uh, same rules, same exchange, same everything. So, um, yeah, so that's going to be running exactly the same time, uh, just like it did these other uh, these other two. So. Good enough for them. So that's all we got uh, on on tap for the next couple weekends for contests. What do you got for special events?
2: Well, I did manage to find a couple of different special events. There, there are quite a few more than these, but these were the most interesting ones that I found. The first one is uh, the 1939 Golden Gate Expo Commemoration Special Event Station. Uh, this will be operating from February 15th through the 24th. Starts at 0000 Zulu on the 15th, goes to 2359 Zulu on the 24th. Uh, The expected operating frequencies, uh, plus or minus QRM, of course, will be 3815-7265, 14265, and 21265. The special event commemorates the 80th anniversary of the opening of the Golden Gate International Exposition. The exposition held at San Francisco's Treasure Island was a world's fair, celebrating, among other things, the city's two newly built bridges, and the San Francisco-Oakland Bay Bridge opened in 1936, and the Golden Gate opened in 1937. And the special event call sign for this will be N6E, November 6 Echo. And a link to all the information will be in the show notes. And then there are also at least a couple of different George Washington's Birthday Celebration special event stations. I picked one of them. There may be even more than that. Uh, the call sign for this particular one is Whiskey Sierra 7 Golf. And it runs from February 22nd at 1600 Zulu to February 23rd. Third? Earth? Third. Third. At 1800 Zulu, the frequencies will be 3855-7222 and 14322. So, they say on this particular event, the celebration will be for George Washington's birthday from the city of George in the state of Washington. So, so there you go. Uh, (laughs) It wasn't that funny. (laughs) Uh, as I said, there's at least one more of these George Washington's birthday celebration call sign uh, special events, uh, but this one's Whiskey 7 or Whiskey Sierra 7 golf and link to information will, of course, be in the show notes. So if you want to uh, try out some special events, give those a try. I believe they both said they have uh, commemorative QSL cards and all that. So, yeah, you get something for your trouble. So moving on to announcements, we have a couple that we should probably throw out there. We are still looking for topics for our deep dive episodes. I think we had one or two thrown around that we've uh, made note of for future episodes. But if you have any ideas about something you'd like to hear for an in-depth topic um, that we'll devote at least one episode to, or perhaps an interview with an industry notable or something, uh, we, we could probably try and put that together. So any suggestions you'd have, we'd like to hear. Um, we also have the hand mentioned 2019 campaign on GoFundMe up. The URL is url.bcts.info slash HVC2019. Link is kind of posted everywhere. It's all over social media. It's on websites, et cetera, et cetera. And we would be remiss if we didn't mention the Zydeco's get together, the eyeball QSO in Mooresville, Indiana on May 15th. That will probably start six, 630 ish, something like that. Uh, So if you're in the Mooresville slash Indianapolis area before mention please stop by there. We'd love to meet up with you before the event. That'd be a good time for all. And if nothing else, you get to meet Hutch, K9KJN. So there you go. And us too, I guess that's important. (laughs) Um, I also put in here to make sure to check out the YouTube channel and subscribe to it if you haven't done that already. I'm hoping that Bill and I will eventually be able to get back to putting some actual content out there. Uh, but there are some good introductory videos uh, and things, and you'll want to be subscribed when we start putting out new content so you'll be able to get it right away when it's actually there. And finally, there's uh, a thing where we're almost up to a 1,000 Twitter followers. So we're at 944 as of right now. So what I figured I would do is once we get over a 1,000, we'll do some kind of a contest. We'll give something away. And you will have to be one of our Twitter followers in order to be able to receive whatever that thing is. So uh, help us get up over 1,000 Twitter followers, and uh, you might win something. But we haven't done a contest on here in quite a long time, so I think it's about time to do another one. It'll probably be a radio or it'll be something cool. It'll be something you want. Trust me.
0: <laughs> oh, so we're not going to have a dog or anything? No, you can't have any of the dogs. <laughs> but it sounds like Bill has I'll, a I'll Greyhound. I'll give up one of mine. Yeah.
3: You can win a Greyhound. <laughs> and if you're of
2: legal oh. drinking age, there might be something really good in it for you.
3: So. <laughs> we'll Shove see. A bottle of it's. Oh, never mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's it that I have for announcements. Anyone have anything else they want to toss in here while we're talking about announcing things?
0: Well, there's, uh, which we haven't gotten the, the kinks worked out of it, but there's going to be a Linux and the Hamshack coffee.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our local coffee roaster is going to create for us a blend of coffee that they're going to call the Linux and the Hamshack blend, and I believe we'll be able to offer that for sale probably through their website, not ours, because I think they have to sell it. But um,
0: We could put a link on our website to their yeah. website, though. So.
2: so if you're a coffee cool. drinker, that might be something that interests you. Yeah. So, all right um i did not have the opportunity to put a ham radio challenge in here and i i racked my brain and i couldn't really think of anything that i hadn't already done so all right bill well i was gonna <laughs> put this okay. squarely on bill yeah, hook up
3: an antenna that's that's what you can do yeah. <laughs>
2: it's funny how when i put something in this this column this category when we're talking about this kind of stuff it's always something that i want to do <laughs> so yeah that's clearly something you want to do
3: oh uh, yeah that's what i have to do in order to get online here um, you know why? Why don't why don't we uh, try a a different kind of ham radio challenge? And why don't you try to install Peanut and make a contact on Peanut through one of the uh, many reflectors that are connected through there?
2: All right. And just as a caveat for anybody who didn't hear our prior prior discussion about Peanut, we will say it's only Android right now. So if you're an iPhone
3: user,
0: you cannot you're probably do this. not
3: listening to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm listening to it. Yeah, and he, uh, and he yeah, like, well, worships you just, the iPhone, so. Yeah, well, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, he cusses my phone every time he has to pick it up, so. <laughs> well,
3: you do, too,
2: so I don't want Sometimes to hear that. Sometimes
0: I do, yes. I'm not saying yeah. I don't.
3: But anyway, yeah. So give that a try if you're uh, if you have an Android. If not, you know, borrow your friends. You know, they probably have it because you know your phone's probably at the Genius Bar getting fixed or something. <laughs>
0: like <that>. like, <laughs> yeah. at Lisa, yeah. least not swimming around in the bottom of a pool and uh, yeah,
3: or it could be swimming. You know, Dayton, Ohio.
0: <laughs> like bosses. so, yeah. Check out that
3: site, PA. What is it? PA seven L I M. PA seven L I M. Yep pa7lim.nl, and uh, that should get you at least enough information to uh, to get started. Uh, you can probably even use an emulator to run uh, to run the Android app. I've been trying to do that myself, uh, just for giggles. Um, if you have a Chrome, uh, if you have a Chrome de- uh, Chromebook, I bet you you could probably run it as well because that does run uh, all the uh, apps in the Play Store.
2: Yeah, so there you go.
3: My Chromebook's a little old. I have the CR forty eight. It's a little too old. <laughs> so I was running <laughs> so, uh, Andy. Which one? Which uh, emulator were you running? I had uh, Anbox. Anbox. That's it. Yeah, that's not that great. <laughs> Andy wasn't either. Okay. okay. So yeah, when I'd I look much at, rather just go with Chrome OS.
0: When I look at Peanut, it says it's yes. unreleased.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. We yes, talked about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: yeah. It's yeah. still available. You can get it.
0: Okay. Yeah, and I'm not
3: sure, like. uh i've never been on d star before so i'm not even registered in d star land i don't know what impact that actually has on me connecting but apparently it worked oh you're um, actually able to, I, use I think,
2: to connect to a d star reflector
3: yeah i don't think i transmitted on a d star one though i think i was on a uh on a dmr one dmr okay yeah so maybe that was fine i don't know i, I don't know like i say, i don't like I mentioned in the other, other, uh, recording, I don't know, I don't know that much about it, <laughs> how all that stuff works. Cause, you know, I, all I have is analog radios here. So, um, but yeah, try it out. It, it seems pretty cool. And, uh, it's just, just another way to communicate and maybe a intro to you to DMR and DSTAR through using your phone. Cheryl
2: just showed me that she installed peanut on her Android, her, uh, smartphone. So. Look,
3: even go. even Cheryl can do it, so it's That's really right. easy. And Cheryl
2: actually Just, should because she has an Android phone and she is a licensed yeah. amateur. So you should make a contact using Peanut.
3: Um, yeah, and all you have to do is send a send a request for a uh, for an ID with your call sign and stuff. Right okay. for the DMR network. Correct. Yep. Yep. All right. Cool.
0: All right. So I I pass the ham challenge.
2: Wait, no, you can actually have to do it. you? Well, I've installed
0: part of it. it. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's still there. there's still two
2: steps involved yeah, so whatever so yeah
3: you can get your number we can do a contact right now i got the thing going <laughs> uh.
0: she,
2: she doesn't have a number so oh okay okay well well no
0: Hang on.
3: are you gonna actually sign up for a number while
2: well, we're talking I'm,
0: yeah i'm trying to figure out i don't think it's
3: instant it's not instant <laughs> no no i think i sent an email that's what i did so and they send you an email back Right. He's pretty quick about it, but it's probably the middle of the night in Sweden right now. So, uh, well, it'll be six hours later than it is now. So,
0: yeah, so it's like uh, three in the morning.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah, you're not going to get a response. Yeah, I don't I don't think know, you're only get thing from back your tonight. aunt. <laughs> 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 She's probably asleep too.
0: No, oh, I was talking to her the other night at midnight here. She she oh, yeah. up weaving. So
2: that's because she was drunk
0: (laughs) yeah she seemed a little drunk we were on facebook so
2: (laughs) yeah we're not talking about the yarn kind Mm -hmm. um all right so bill you're gonna have to handle this part if you want to say anything i i just threw in here the distributions we talked about from last time we're moving into open source and we usually give you a distribution to try and i threw in here the distributions we mentioned in the last episode which are NixOS and andy's ham radio linux because there's a new version of that that just came out. Uh, so, do you want to add any comments about those? Um, mention your readiness scores and all that stuff about these two distros that people might want to give a shot.
3: Yeah, you'll uh, if you're if you're looking for something interesting and new, uh, try try looking at NixOS. It's, it's definitely different. Um, it's a little bit of a learning curve or a steep curve to get it installed. There's not an installer per se to actually use it. Um, but there is some ham radio software that's available, and I think I scored it at a no, oh, 2.9. Yes, okay, a 2.9. So it's a little low, but it's only because of the installation is a little bit eh. And, uh, of course, it's missing CQR log, which is the best logging program in the world. But uh try that out. Um I have no idea why somebody's calling me right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Cheryl. Uh, Cheryl's calling no, you. Right no, no, it's yeah. not because <laughs> Cheryl is stuck signing up for this. So
3: Yeah, and the second thing, uh, second one is uh, Andy's Linux. Um, just a note on that, that, that is a remastered with uh, Ubuntu 18.04 LTS. So uh, check that out. It's got all the software that you can find, you know, easily installed, already installed, ready to go. The only caveat to that is the live disk has a password on it, of the KB one OIQ, all lowercase, <laughs> instead of uh, a empty password for the user Ubuntu when you try that out. So uh, yeah, give the other one a try. Uh the, the Andy's Linux course scored pretty high. It's got four point four. Uh just needs a needs a new desktop environment. <laughs> other than that, it uh, it runs great.
2: Yeah. All right, very cool. And as I said in the last episode, we're waiting for the eighteen dot ten release with Mate um he doesn't know he's doing that yet but he he will when he hears this so moving on we've got open source events coming up um there's i couldn't find any open source events or at least any large ones that were mentioned anywhere that were coming up this next week uh but i found a couple that were coming up the week after well i found one bill found one uh so i'll go ahead and, or, or wait no you, did
3: you cut and paste one you did didn't you what what no that was the one that was there last week that was still relevant
2: that was still relevant right okay yeah so we'll go ahead and mention these Uh, Starting on the 20th through the 24th of 2019, there's the popular programming and uh, part of the Developer Week Conference out in Oakland, California. Uh, Developer Week 2019 is San Francisco's largest developer conference and event series with dozens of week-long events, including the Developer Week 2019 Conference and Expo, a 1,000-plus attendee hackathon, a 1,000-plus attendee tech hiring expo, and a series of workshops, open houses, drink-ups, and citywide events across San Francisco. Uh, so, why does it say it's in Oakland? Anyway, uh, because Developer Week covers all new technologies, our conference and workshops invite you to get intro lessons or advanced tips and tricks on technologies like VR dev, artificial intelligence dev, blockchains, IoT, serverless tech, microservice technology, and JavaScript frameworks, and more. A link to information about Developer Week and the popular programming segment will, of course, be in the show notes. Check that out. And then I found one more, which is the DB OpenWorks conference and that will be where MariaDB experts and practitioners meet to exchange ideas, best practices, and success stories. It's in New York City, and they invite you to join them there to share journeys on open source strategies and infrastructure modernization with MariaDB, which is the open source now variant of MySQL, which is the database backend which powers much of the open source internet. So check that out. It's in New York from February 25th through the 27th uh twenty nineteen and the link to the information about that conference will be in the show notes. Uh, so you all signed up for peanut you're gonna you know, tie up.
0: Yeah I have I'm running into a problem I need to help uh, me with
2: it's always up to me. <laughs> all right. We'll figure that out after the show. So finally well not finally finally in our you know amateur radio and open source and technology discussion we have the Linux and the Hamshack open source challenge. And I threw in here, upgrade your Linux distribution to the latest version, if you haven't done so already, and give it a test drive. And if you happen to be using Windows, uh, upgrade it to the latest (laughs) version of Windows. Or upgrade it to the latest version of Linux. Man, I screwed that up, Uh, (laughs) bad.
3: Yeah, the latest uh, Windows 10 rev actually has dark mode for Explorer, so you can have all your dark folder views and everything else to go along with your dark uh, settings views. just so you know <laughs> okay, yeah, the world is going
2: dark because what else was it that just uh created the dark mode that i saw um was it it wasn't discord there was another app that i was using that uh, oh it was uh
0: skype oh wasn't your girlfriend? oh yeah that's been that
3: they've had that for a while
2: yeah yeah i don't use yeah. skype a lot anymore since we don't use it to record so i just popped yeah. it up one day and yeah, said hey got try dark, dark
3: mode, mode. So, yeah. yeah microsoft is trying to catch up to you know I guess Apple went, had that dark mode come out in the last release and everything else. And uh, the the only problem I have with it is, is it's like it's dark, dark. It's, right. <laughs> it's, it's so dark, dark with no contrast. <laughs> yeah, it's so dark that you can't tell where the bar is if you have more than one app that's black laying on top of it or night right beside it. Uh, so that's my only complaint. <laughs> I do like <laughs> it. I'm kind of getting used to it. But it, uh, I think they should have, like, I think they should have... Um, like dimmed the the icons inside of the folder views and stuff like that they just seem really like contrasty now they're like really bright with the dark background um so maybe maybe like in the next revision microsoft you can like give us some like material design or some flatter looking icons the
0: facebook icon is like bright blue or something that's what you're saying
3: Well, no, like inside the folder view, like in in like Windows Explorer, where you're going through, look at your C drive and everything else. Like those icons, yeah, they're just very, very bright. They just seem just too bright for the dark background. And maybe go with something different than like pure black for the uh, for the for the actual top bar, (laughs) like
0: a charcoal gray or something,
3: like a different color than the rest of the window, because you really can't see the (laughs) difference. I mean, you know, I could get used to it, but it is a little weird. I have to say. All right,
2: well, there there are your criticisms, Microsoft. So fix it.
3: Yeah, fix it. (laughs) And they've been doing a really good job. I mean, you know, they they're rolling out changes really quick, and I don't care what everybody else says. (laughs) You know, it's it, it works fine. I've never had a computer have a problem with Windows. I even ran Vista with no problems. If you have a problem with your computer. It's because you have a problem with your computer. It's not not regarded any software or anything else like that in general. It's the user or the computer itself.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, mine's the software. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: I I actually ran Vista on a couple of machines and I never had any problem. The only the only version of Windows I don't ever remember running was ME.
3: I actually had some builds of ME running and I never had any problem with that either. <laughs> and that was a pretty sketchy uh, sketchy little transition to have Millennium Edition. Yeah, I
2: just, I somehow skipped over that one. It wasn't because I did it deliberately. It was just because everything we went straight from Vista right. to the next thing. which was Well, ME 7, was so. only
0: available for, what, about a year, maybe? Yeah.
3: Like yeah
2: I don't even yeah, know if it was available that, that long.
0: I was already hey, people just,
3: MSDN account, so I had all that stuff. So I was always running, like, yeah. the latest operating system. And, yeah, even pre-release yeah. versions. I've never had any problems. <laughs> the only one I didn't like was Windows 8 and uh it's just because they they screwed up the start menu to begin with but by the time it went to manufacturing and release they had already fixed that so right
2: all right well very good so there you go windows is better than everyone says yeah.
3: no it's just not as bad mm. <laughs>
2: all right so moving on we're going to jump into hedonism now finally we get down to the toward the end of the show and we'll uh talk about some of the, the good things in life, like food and drink and song and that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Was well, Bill going to tap dance for us? Is that his? I, I don't know. Bill doesn't yeah.
2: have anything in the notes, so we don't know what Bill's going to do yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: true. <laughs> that's true.
2: <laughs> but the first thing we're going to talk about is food, and we're going to talk about food we just found out how to make this past weekend, so that, Cheryl's going to tell us all about it.
0: That is very true. Over the weekend, a dear friend fixed some carbonara for us, um, and he obtained the recipe from an Italian foreign exchange student that his parents hosted several years ago and promised this was the ultimate and broke Italian comfort food. And before he left, I had the recipe. So um, you need to make this a pound of pasta, a pinch of salt, a pound of bacon, a cup of chopped onions, a quarter cup, give or take, this is up to you, of minced garlic, some olive oil, Uh, four eggs scrambled well and some, uh, shredded Parmesan cheese. Uh, and it's the, the, I'm not going to go through the directions for making this. Uh, you'll have to get that out of the show notes, but there, there's a little secret to this and you basically need to have everything ready all at the same time. Your pasta needs to be done cooking. Your bacon needs to be done cooking all at the same time because what you're going to do is you're going to drain your pasta, dump the raw eggs on it. And then dump the bacon, onion, garlic, saute on top of that, with grease included, to cook the eggs that's on your pasta. And of course it it cooks wonderfully and it's a wonderful meal. At least I thought it was.
2: Well, so. I can I can attest to the fact that this was amazing. I mean, it's basically bacon, pasta and cheese, which, you know, you can't yeah, go can wrong, wrong with it right anyway. Or, yeah. But I mean, yeah, it was just truly outstanding you know for a quick and dirty like no ingredient recipe basically i mean yeah. it's one of the best things i've ever eaten right. so yeah when
0: <laughs> yeah. He, when he was making it um he had a jar of minced garlic that he had fetched out of our refrigerator and he was like well i like a little bit of garlic and put about a cup of minced garlic in it and he was like i hope that's okay and i was like yeah we we love minced garlic so you're you're good a lot of people don't like it though so just, just use uh, whatever you think is suitable, but you definitely need minced garlic. So,
2: all right, yeah, it was really good. If if you get the opportunity to make this, um, make it because <laughs> it's well worth it. And the thing of it is, it's just a light pasta dish, and with a little bit of bacon in it, so you can almost pair it as a you could almost make it a side to go with almost anything else. Right. So.
0: Or you can use it as the meal with some vegetables or something, some garlic bread, but if you're done. Yep. So.
2: Yep, very, very good stuff. All right, so I'm going to get to my drink corner, and I'm finally getting around to this bottle of scotch that Cheryl bought me for my birthday last year. Um, we'll get down to the price of this bottle at the end of the review, so I'm going <laughs> to tell you all about it before we get there. Um, this is the Glen Morangi Cignette. Uh, It's a specific... High end release of Glenn They have lots of core expressions, uh, and lots of sort of, uh, higher end expressions, which this is one of. Um, on their website, Glenn says it's a fusion of unique and rare elements and clouded in secrecy. Signet is the culmination of a lifetime's experience, a blend of our oldest whiskey and spirit matured in a selection of the world's finest cask. This undoubtedly is the richest whiskey in our range. Of course, whilst they, they they put the word whilst in there, <laughs> uh, the exact secrets of its production are known only to our whiskey creators. We can tell you that Signet's m- melting sweetness and explosive spiciness is, at least in part, caused by our unique roasted chocolate barley malt and the designer casks made bespoke for Glenn Marangi from American White Oak. And they say it's non-chill filtered. However, I've seen... Several references to the fact that it is colored, and the reason it's colored is because it comes in a bottle that has a color gradient on it, and the idea behind coloring the spirit is to make it so that it looks uniform from one bottle to the next, because the bottle itself is very specific. So, um, if you can see this bottle, it's black at the top, and... Basically clear at to the bottom. The, the color of the spirit at the bottom. Right. So so they had to color it to keep it consistent. Uh the ABV on it is forty six percent, which is ninety-two proof. It is a Highland Scotch. It's from Tyne in Rossshire, Scotland. Uh, and for the colour notes I put it's a consistent rich caramel, and the reason I did that is to kind of uh kick them <laughs> uh, for colouring it. Um, especially when we get down to where I tell you how much it costs. Um, <laughs> so, but the rest of it is all good news. So, the nose on this is, and I, I did all the nosing on this stuff earlier, so I, I can actually drink a little bit more right now. So, the nose on it is intense chocolate. And we referenced in the little description up above that it comes from the chocolate barley malt. And that's just a, Really, really well-done dark toasted malt, and that actually makes everything that comes from it, that's brewed from it, um, taste like chocolate. And this is very chocolate, Those that's the first thing that hits you, um, and you notice it's chocolate. It also tastes like, um, I put sweet raisins, and what I mean by that is raisins tend to dry out and become less sweet when they actually become raisins because they're grapes and sugary and all that kind of stuff. Um but to me this tastes like raisins that have like a sugar coating on top of them.
0: White raisins are sweeter than black raisins. Usually no,
2: this actually has the smell of like a dark raisin.
0: Right.
2: Um that's still got a sugar coating on it. Gotcha. So uh so it's very sweet. It also has a sweet of uh the smell of like soda bread, like a salty, malty bread. Um it has just like general light malted barley notes, uh vanilla for sure. I actually put salted crackers in here because it has a sort of salty essence and a dry, bready, crackery thing going on. I didn't want to call it like a saltine or something like that, but basically a salted cracker. Um, and then you also get orange peel and then some lightly zingy, spicy things that are sort of un- unidentifiable. They're just kind of at the end. They give it sort of a, like almost like a red pepper finish to it. Um, but it's not. It's not like it knocks your head back spicy kind of thing, but there's definitely a spicy element to it. And all of that is actually in the smell. So then you move on to the taste. The taste is a, and I had to put all of this stuff together because it doesn't come at you separately. It comes at you all together, which is a spicy toasted caramel. And when I say toasted caramel, I mean like toast. Like you put caramel on bread with a light spice somehow <laughs> um, like cinnamon or something yeah like a cinnamon dry spicy kind of thing on toast with caramel like it's like if you put caramel on toast instead of peanut butter um it also tasted very distinctly of fresh sawn wood if you have ever cut through a piece of wood with a saw that is a very specific smell and this actually has that on the taste which i thought was interesting um, it has the chocolate notes when you taste it, but they're not nearly as potent on the tongue as they are on the nose. Um, the, the orange is still there, almost like an orange oil as opposed to an orange zest or something like that. Um, there's lime, uh, definitely the sort of bakery, bready, malty, malted grain sort of taste to it. And then a little bit of pepper spice at the end. And as all of that stuff sort of washes past your tongue and gets to the back of your palate you're you're left with crisp dry spiciness some of the oak that lingers from the barrel and a tiny hint of leather and truffle oil so one thing i will say about this it is definitely have it definitely has flavors and nosings that i've never had in any other whiskey before it's very complex you could probably drink this 5 times and pull out a new something every time you did it and it's kind of exciting to drink and it's actually kind of exciting to have a bottle of, but it's not my favorite thing that I've ever had. So I guess you can take that for what it's worth. I'm going to give it a rating of 95 because it is very complex. It is very drinkable. It's just not my favorite thing. And the complexity is super high. So um if you want to go out and buy a bottle of this, I would say go ahead and do it. But make sure you bring a bank account with some money in it. <laughs> Because right now, Glenmorangie signet is going for about $200 a bottle. And the other thing I will say about it that I found out not that long ago is that all of the American oak casks that are sent to uh, Glenmorangie to produce their whiskey in come from Missouri.
0: Right up the road from us.
2: Yep. So so we're actually drinking, you know, oak or whiskey from an oak cask or that was manufactured just hundred miles away, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, about well, about yeah, about eighty miles away. But still, yeah. So,
2: and there you have it. That's oh, and, I, and the other thing I forgot to mention is that all of the the blend uh, the Glenmorangie spirits that are in this bottle are actually thirty to thirty five years old. It's a very very old Scotch. This particular signet does not have an age statement. They don't tell you how old this is. But several things I have seen reference the fact that the spirits in here are at least thirty years old. And could be as old as thirty-five, so. Right them. Uh, which which is part of the reason why it's so expensive. Um, but if you can afford it, you should definitely get some. It's I mean it's unlike anything else. Oh, so, uh, there you go, Glenn Morangi Signet. And I think that's all I had.
0: <laughs> Except you have you still have bucks. Discord going.
2: Yeah, I don't know what's going on there because I thought I had everything muted, but now bling. all of a sudden it's like. Bling. Yeah, it's pinging again. Oh well, you're gonna have to deal with a couple of pings.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, "I want." He, he like lined up three bottles of scotch on the counter at his birthday. He's like, "This is what I want for my birthday, our anniversary, and Christmas." And <laughs> I walked out a very poor person from the liquor store that day because th- this was the most expensive bottle, and I think one was a hundred, and the other one was like ninety. So,
3: yeesh. Yep. Pass yeah <laughs> hard pass
2: <laughs> all um, right so what do you got what Bill? I, anything
3: i'm not well I, i'm drinking some uh some um traditional uh tequila and some diet 7 up nothing Ooh. exciting yeah traditional yeah. i like <laughs> it it's not very expensive but it uh, tastes good bill so.
2: actually bought a whiskey that i reviewed Yes, I did. I he, bought, he bought the, the old Forester.
3: Forrester,
0: wow.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: I thought
0: you were reviewing the whiskey that Bill gave you last year. I thought that was what you were talking about, so Oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no.
3: <laughs> I did
2: though. No, we did drank I? it at
0: Hamvention. I don't know. <laughs> I think I did. Did you I thought you drank it all at Hamvention? Oh we have.
3: I thought we did I too. Know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Bill was drinking half frozen growler full of Oh, uh, coffee-flavored coffee stout. Flavored stout. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. refrigerator yeah. in our hotel room, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: nothing fancy this week. Um, I'm kind of off beer for a little while, so uh, maybe I'll get back into that in a, another couple times here.
0: Maybe I should start reviewing wine.
3: Yeah, you could do a wine thing if you wanted to. Yeah. Nothing says you can't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did smoke yeah. that cigar I mentioned the last time. I smoked that uh that, uh, cask, uh, stored cigar from, um, Camacho. Right. Um, and, uh, I don't know. It wasn't, I mean, it was good, but it wasn't like, didn't like Except scream you know, out. Yeah. I didn't scream out like, Oh, you, I'm in like a wood cask and, <laughs> you know,
0: <laughs>
3: yeah, I just it was like, Oh, it's just a cigar. It's okay. <laughs> cool. It was good. I mean, Camacho makes a really good quality stick. So, uh, it well, can't go wrong no matter what, but I wouldn't go out of my way to buy that specific one.
2: Right. Well, you and I have had this discussion before your, your rating scale is good and not good.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I like to be very binary on that kind of, uh, discussion stuff. You know, there's like, yeah, there's hints of goodness and there's hints of badness and you can <laughs> find f- like floweriness and everything else in each cigar. And you know, it's, it's either a good smoke or it's
0: not, you know, is right. <laughs> <laughs> you know in yeah, the he end, doesn't have to point it out and you know either he can say no. hey go buy one or yeah no don't waste your time with your money so and, you know i'll right.
3: generally smoke even a bad one all the way down to you know the nub so i mean i'm pretty honest
0: <laughs> <With> at, least,
2: <laughs> with at least
3: how i feel
0: <laughs> uh
3: yeah i mean yeah yeah
0: so in other words no, if it's, Bill it's ever says he he didn't smoke at all we know it just had to be an Awful. I, I don't oh, think Bill yeah. has
2: never smoked a cigar all the way down. I think it it doesn't really matter. He's like, "Well, this is crap."
3: As he smokes it
2: all the way.
0: Yeah, down.
3: yeah I may have like <laughs> started smoking one and threw it out like halfway through just because I couldn't stand it anymore, and that would have been those blondies.
0: <laughs> I was got some in Weston, Missouri, a couple of months ago. Oh, yeah, he was not. Bad. Well, I've That's only good.
2: had one of them. I haven't had the other one.
0: Yeah, well, I I'm not like looking that. forward
2: to it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I generally don't find ones that are bad I mean I stay away from all the flavored ones because I hate them and yeah. Um, yeah as long as I do that that generally yeah, I, I, I can deal with anything else after that part but <laughs> man if you put some nasty ass flavor on a cigar tip or something like that being all cutesy and stuff yeah sorry it's just
0: it's just not right
3: <laughs> not right at all
0: <laughs> oh, what, you don't like the ones soaked in Grand Marnier or something
3: no no if I wanted soaked in liquor I have a bottle of liquor right next to me <laughs>
0: It's like you're spend some tequila on this and see what happens.
3: Yeah, that's just <laughs> stupid. I don't know. I, I I don't I don't get into any of that stuff, so I I, I don't see what the draw is. Right, right, all right. right. See, I, I don't know. I've got these all it's muted. Not me it's No, not I know me. that's the thing. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not hearing it, but it's probably going out in the street. I'm sure it is.
2: <laughs> all right, but we're down to the end anyway, so we and i don't have any music for this episode so we're just going to talk about who were in the chat room tonight and we had don kbtysi we had don kc9zmy uh, we had dan kb6nu who apparently thought we were slightly better than static again this week and we also had daniel kf5 wait a minute did i put that in there right T Q N. what tqs yeah yeah how the hell did that happen anyway daniel kf5tqn i I noticed the uh, absence of ted w0eir
3: he was not not here tonight so
2: anyway we
0: had something going on
3: Uh, that's entirely possible he he must have thought we were on sundays
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that could be
3: yeah uh but with
2: that we are down to the end of the show so thank you for listening to this episode of our weekender edition we'll catch you all again next monday with our deep dive episode and hopefully we'll see everybody at hamvention I'm Russ, k 5 tux
0: i am Cheryl, W5MOO.
3: And I'm Bill, NE4RD73.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Ham Shack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the program by visiting the LHS Patreon page of patreoncom Podcast or using the contribute link on the website. Get in touch via social media. The show has a presence on Google+, Facebook, Twitter, Discord and YouTube. Or you can drop an email to info at lhspodcast.info or record a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's one 909 9 547 7469. Visit the IRC channel, LHS Podcast, on the Freenode IRC network. Also visit the online merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable LHS merchandise. Become an ambassador and represent LHS at a Linux convention or hamfest. Email ambassadors at lhspodcast.info or visit the website for details. The podcast is recorded live every Monday night at eight o'clock p.m. Central Time. Connect to the stream at stream.blacksparrowmedia.net: eight thousand eight LHS live. Until next time, over and out.